1: Log Talk Radio. You're listening to Funky Monkey MLMA. To Funky Monkey M-M-A.
2: Welcome back to another edition of Funky Monkey MMA. I am Kane Miller. Our guest today is a true MMA legend and UFC Hall of Famer. Please help me welcome Dan the Beast Severn. Dan, thank you for being here.
3: Thank you for having me on.
2: So um, you recently, you've expressed some frustration towards Ken Shamrock. Uh, can you give us maybe just the gist of why he's been on your radar as of late?
3: Well, because he. Uh, bowed out of a fight that had been uh, planned for a minimum of five months. And I'm not real happy about the fact that I gave up five months of my life to train and to prepare myself all for not. So that's just the basic gist of it.
2: Okay, yeah. So can you maybe uh, just go maybe into a little bit of uh, backstory with it? You, know, you don't have to get too detailed with it. But the two of you were scheduled uh, to have some sort of match. He pulled out for whatever reason and then kinda of left you out in the open. Can you just maybe give us a bit more detail as to like when it was supposed to happen, what the circumstances were, things like that.
3: I can give you all kinds of detail, Anton. So you you just you asked me for the basic gist that that's called the basic gist. If you want detail, Dan Simbert can
2: give you
3: detail. The basic the basic detail gist of it all is originally back in uh November of 2015, I had already retired. I, I, I declared my retirement as of January 2013. I sent out a press release that went to all the various, uh, went, out, went out to all the media that I had in my database, and I simply said, "I'm retiring. I'm retiring now. But if one of these three gentlemen, a Mark Coleman, a Ken Shanmack, or Hoyce Gracie, were to ever," I'll step up to the plate. I would seriously contemplate coming back out of retirement. Why I say it like that? Because if they waited until 10 years later and I'm weighing 500 pounds, I kind of doubt I would actually be coming out of retirement. I get a company that, that contacts me in uh, November. I've been staying active on teaching my classes, being a participant in my classes. I'm thinking, okay. I'm, it matches uh, as far enough out. I'm thinking, hell, oh, I've never been given this this kind of notice before. Maybe I can whip myself into good enough sh- uh, shape to do what I need to do. So, you know, in the fact that I gave up five months of my life, I trained hard, um, and then, then, I mean, Ken pulls out less than 10 days before the show. They're just, it's just you know, and for no good reason. I mean, he's, he's thrown out all kinds of excuses, and that's all they are. So I'm basically... A lot of people think that I've got got something out for him. No, no, the guy actually has no impact on my life whatsoever. I'm just pissed about the fact that you know he basically he strung along a company, and he uh, I don't think he ever had any intention of competing in the first place. I missed out. You don't realize I gave up five months of my life. I gave up five months of making. Uh, revenue as well, doing appearances at places, doing all that signing, teaching seminars, doing my law enforcement classes, doing my correction classes, working with the military. So I gave up an awful lot of income because if I was going to come out of retirement, I want to make sure that this was going to be the best dance that I could have ever put forth. So, yeah, I'm a little miffed at the guy. A little miffed. It's a lot harsher at that. So each time he wants to open up his mouth, and give whatever excuse he has, I'm not buying it.
1: I was just doing a lot of studying. And, you know, originally we have uh, UFC 9. It, it was your guys' rematch, you know, big anticipated rematch. I mean, that was so many years ago. So fast forward to present, um, I can definitely understand how you feel, you know, training long, hard uh, <laughs> training camps, you know, not, not having that money. Just like you said, there was only three people you would come out of retirement for. You got Mark Coleman Hoyt Gracie and Ken Shamrock. Obviously, you know Coleman's had his uh, string of injuries. Um, you're injuries, fighters and he's, he's had
3: two or three artificial hip replacements. He's 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 out right. of picture. I mean, I I just tell people those were the three names. Mark is no longer in that, that group because of, of health reasons, obviously. Right.
1: So kind of uh, kind of explain to everybody. What, uh, well, first, what weight were you at when they notified you last fall?
3: Well, when they contacted me back in November, I was probably hovering right around that 270-pound mark, give or take a few okay. pounds either or away, because was I ever, was I stepping on the scales? No, I wasn't stepping on the scales because right. I didn't need to. I wasn't doing nothing that pertained to it. So, you know, okay. I, I started doing my training camp. I'm doing things. You know, again, I, I know you guys are looking for more detail, so I'm going to give you some more detail on this. The original date was set back and November 2015, the date that it was set for was to take place. The original date of our first fight for this UR Network was for Sunday, February 21st. So when okay. Ken Shamrock finally made this announcement, I actually thought he was going to be making the announcement about upcoming show, our upcoming match. And instead, right. he comes up with this point about... He is going to be fighting Hoist Gracie with Bellator. So when I contact the UR network, I go, what? And then they didn't know. They contact Ken. What's up? And Ken's like, well, no problem. Just move the show back by a week. I'll fight Hoist this weekend, and I'll fight Dan next weekend. So the company calls me back and says, hey, Dan, do you have any problem with that? And I go, me personally? Not at all. I go, but from your perspective, this is what I would be concerned with. If there is some chance that Ken gets a boo-boo, he gets hurt, he will have to sit out for a minimum of 30 days. So your one-week margin is not going to work. If I was you, Mr. U R Channel, I would move the show back by one month. That'll be the minimum suspension that an athletic commission will give you. So now the show was moved back. But now think about that. Ken Shamrock had already signed a LOI, a letter of intent. He already took a certain monetary deposit as part of that agreement for the date of February 21st. And now he comes up with the announcement of a Bellator fight on the 19th. What does that say already about him? That speaks volumes. A month or two later. Because, I mean, our stuff was already on the books. He always signed the LOI. He had signed... Well, again, I really don't know that because I don't know all of his inner workings, what he had going on with Bellator. All I know is that... I, I'll just tell you the facts as I know them. Some other stuff i am speculating on just a little bit. But I, my speculation, okay. uh, I get pretty... Pretty close to being on the mark. So how was a guy going to fight Friday night for Bellator and then Sunday night against me?
1: Did that affect your training, Dan? Knowing because I, you know, you're you're training up to four times per day, and you have all well, this knowledge. My done late
3: that. my late day was on a Sunday. I did two. The rest okay. of the week I did three. Except I, I should say every third day I did a four a day workout. Okay, and I'm not that young guy I once was, so I had to have a little downtime in between because you know the old gray man just ain't what she used to be. Of course. So part of resting in between sets of of, of workouts, I had to do that as well. But you know the, the bottom line is where I started weight wise. By the time I still went to the weigh ins, I did everything that I I was sh- said I would do. I showed up to weigh ins. I stepped on the scales. I weighed 236 pounds. Now, guys, the last time I've weighed 236 pounds was in 1996. So it just goes to show you, oh, I literally worked my ass off.
2: Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, you obviously uh, you took the matchup uh, extremely seriously, and it really shows. Um, what did you think about... His matchup with Gracie and Bellator, there was obviously some controversy around it. Could we get maybe your insight on the match as a whole?
3: No, it sucked. There, I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. just a summary, on, you know. But but then you know, I can't say that just the main event sucked. So did the semi-main event sucked as well? You know, Kimbo Slice, God of 5000, that match <laughs> should have been over a whole lot sooner. The only thing, no reason that match lasted as long as it did. Kimbo Slice was leaning in on Dada Five Thousand, who was leaning up against the cage wall. If they would have been out in the middle of the ring anywhere. That match would have been over because they would have both fell, fallen down. You know, I you was willing to do a Kmart Bill like two for one special for the two of them.
1: <laughs> but how, what, were your, what were your thoughts? Like you got you got a guy that you're supposed to fight in about 29 days, and he's fighting Voice Gracie, um, another guy that you openly welcomed uh, that would have brought you out of retirement. So what are your thoughts? Is it like, hey, you know, this is a crappy fight, or what the hell? I'm supposed to be fighting this guy, and he he's looking like crap. What are your thoughts going on right now?
3: Don't care. That's that's it. That's, that's on him. That's how I look at that. It's on him. It, 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 if if you if you want to take this lightly and you want to show up looking like that, hey, that's on you. Do I? Does that bother me? No. I signed up to do what I was going to do. I did my preparation. Oh, I was ready to destroy whatever climbed into that ring with me. You should have seen the crowds that were showing up to to watch my back. They didn't even know who I was at the different places because I I brought no I brought no attention to myself. I just went to these different locations and I worked out, but people because my hair was completely gray. I, I I literally I let my hair be my its natural color. I, I, I'm gray as as uh, white as as all get out. I, actually, I even had a gray beard on at, at, at the time. And just uh, as things got closer, you know, the beard came off and I just had, you the know, the mustache slash goatee type of thing. Then I let that, the, let the goatee go and I had like a full man chew and then I just went back to my mustache. But all the whole time I've been this training, they keep seeing this gray-haired guy and they were like, people were like him blown away because I would not stop. And that's what got kind of blown away like, who is this old guy that won't stop? He's out there grappling. He won't stop. He's working these, these hand mitts. He's working on these heavy bags, and he won't stop. I go to the weight room gym. I, I got these circuits. People are trying to talk to me. I I, I look at go, I'll talk to you after. I just go from station to station. I was, I was probably in some of the best shape of my life. Because as I said before, if I'm going to come out of retirement, and this is the last time Anyone is ever going to see Dan Severn? Oh, by God, they're going to see the best Dan Severn they could possibly have seen. I can't turn back the clock of time. Father time is eroding, skills away. That's anyone that says anything different, they're just bullshitting themselves. I'm, I'm a realist. I simply know that. Yeah, my skills they have declined, but uh, I can still take out a lot of people with uh, with, with what's, what is left of me still.
2: What it all boils down to is, Ken Shamrock were to take this fight? Are you still willing to take it as well?
3: well, I don't know <laughs> honestly you know it's kinda of like i've you know since that's happened no, no I, well I'll say only if there's a way of trying to guarantee meaning that I want him to put up all the money i want him to I want him to feel uh the the injury of a financial uh, or, or something along those lines. There's got to be a way that, that you can guarantee that. I, I don't know how that's going to be done. And, and, and if you could come up with it, I don't think you could enforce it. Because there's always there are always escape routes that, that athletes could take. I don't care if, you, if, if the match was even underneath the UFC rules, because part of it is you see cards change all the time just due to injuries. So he could still agree and then all of a sudden pull up another Lame duck excuse like oh I, I have a hangnail I I can't compete now. So there's no way that you can guarantee this. So I I don't know if I would even even want to waste my time. And the only reason I'm even agreeing to doing some of these interviews is because he wants to open his mouth. He wants to. Give whatever lame duck excuse he wants to say. All these other types of things that oh you know I I, I was a TKO and knows that you know the this, the Texas State Athletic Commission would not allow me to compete for at least a, a month's time ago. Sure, that was one of your suspensions. You also were suspended for uh, not one but two different controlled substances steroids, and it's steroids for the second time in your career, usually on your first offense, it's, you know, it's going to be this amount of time. But if it's your second time, you've you got to go stand in the corner just a little bit longer because it's your second offense to something. And they're gonna, they were going to be a little bit more concerned about these opiates that uh, was in the system more than they were about, about the steroids. Again, I'm, I'm just reciting what I read as to some of the different substances that he tested positive for. And yet he's the hypocrite that says he's the, the born-again Christian who's out there you know, trying to do, kid, do good for kids, tell them what to do, and I'm thinking, and what kind of an example are you? You're just a hypocrite. I would actually have a lot more respect for him or any athlete that, that would at least go out there and say, do as I say and not as I did, because he continues to try to deny steroid use. And yet, you, you can actually look up different interviews where he he admits to of using steroids, but never during competition, but then he simply denies that we're using steroids, period. I'm thinking, you know, get your story right. At least stick by it. You don't even know your own story anymore. So that's the reason I'm agreeing to do some of these interviews is because, like, I want people to know more of the facts and figures. And literally, you should actually be interviewing the you are network people because they could tell you verbatim, what went down with their dealings with Ken Shamrock. I'm just giving you all the facts that I know. They would probably give you some additional facts.
0: Considering that you've gotten yourself into this kind of shape, um, are you thinking about taking an opponent, maybe, if it's not a guy on, on the list?
3: Um, you know, I, I'm toyed with a couple ideas. I'm not ready to really say at liberty what I'm going to do, this, um I want to make certain that I'm doing this in a rational <laughs> type of manner. Right now, I'm just, I'm angry is where I'm at. I'm angry, and any time that Ken opens up his mouth, I want to help him put his foot right back into it. You know, to me, it's like right now, I want him to hide underneath the biggest rock he can find. And hes and, and, and what has he done to his reputation? You know, not, not just for yeah. this occasion, but then look at all, what he's done. And, and, and just in his last several fights, showing what has he done to, for his reputation. So, I don't know. To me, it's like, you know, I've actually finally just referred to him as the sham. Short for shamrock, he's just a sham. I even looked up in the dictionary what sham meant, and boy, I tell you what, all the different... Uh, acronyms and, and uh, the definitions that they had for it, it's like going, well, very, very befitting as far as I'm concerned.
2: Right, right. Um, if there were a matchup between you two, uh, if it does actually happen, are there any circumstances that you would prefer, such as uh, where it was held, maybe what commission it was under, or anything of that nature?
3: Well, the only, the only thing that I would really want, I, I could care less what state or what athlete commission oversaw it. The, the thing is, I highly commend the Arizona State Athletic Commission just for the sheer fact that they were open-minded enough to allow an event of this magnitude in the first place. You're going to realize Ken and I were just supposed to be one match on a very unique four main event type of of a card you are know, going to have a submission grappling match. You're going to have a boxing match. You're going to have a professional wrestling match, and you're going to have a mixed martial arts match. To be that open-minded and to sit there and, you know, hash out all the different pros and cons. What are all the things that could go wrong? Things of that nature. Yeah, you know, that, that's that's. You know, I, they were open-minded. They listened. Yeah, you know, I'm the guy that that suggested the state of Arizona when when, when I was being talked to by the UR network. They did not even have a state. And they're like, they're asking me, well, what state do you think we should go for? And I go, I said, well, I said, the only two athletic missions I really am, have had any had kind of dealings with would be either Michigan or Arizona. Those are basically my two homes. And, uh, I go, it depends on on what what is the date of your event. When they said it's going to be February 21st, I'm thinking, well, February in Michigan, you could still have a blizzard. I'm thinking, you know, that that could really kind of hurt uh, the show. I said, I would suggest Arizona just based on the time of the year. And I go, because more people would want, you know, with your your proper marketing, stuff like this, there would be a lot of people that would want to travel from a Midwestern state or an Eastern state and travel out to Arizona and make a weekend getaway. Uh, you know, let's go see some sun and have some fun, and, and yeah, we'll catch this this, uh, this UR Network uh, extravaganza or or freak show or whatever you want to refer, refer to it as, because it was a very unique thing that has never been done before of having four main events like this.
1: I did have one last question, Dan. Uh, were you actually paid your fight purse?
3: And that's one of my concerns about all of this going down.
1: Okay so it's it's issues with Shamrock and also your uh, fight promotion um hasn't paid you yet. Correct. Even though you should.
3: Correct. Oh and okay. again again I'm dealing with a company that is uh, I always said uh, my my um, as of protecting them they are not a mixed martial arts company. They're simply an internet uh entertainment uh production company that are trying to put out entertainment products to become more uh, notable uh, known in the industry to to market their network and what they seem to not understand is that when you have athletes under contract underneath these LOI's that have given up their time you're supposed to pay them whether your opponent shows up or not. The sheer fact that Shamrock pulled out nine days before, even when they were scampering to find a replacement, I even brought up the fact that what do you mean replacement? I go, there, unless you can get me a Mark Coleman or Hoist Gracie, I go, Mark Coleman's not going to do it, but, but unless you can get me Hoist Gracie now, what other opponent are you get that I even want to go against? And and when they threw a number of different names, you know, I kept thinking how can I how can I continue to help this organization yet more? When Tink Apple was one of the names that came on up, I go, you know, this is a freak show. You know, okay, I got three weeks you got this three circus where I should be called it's a four week circus 'cause you've got these four 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 unique type of matches all gonna take place. I go, Well, Tank App it really fits the bill of this freak show type of thing. I go, but you're you're bringing up a name that I don't know if the Arizona Athletic Commission is going to allow, because, I mean, even for myself, I had to go through all of the, the medicals, and then because of my age, I had to go before the Arizona Athletic Commission. Seven commissioners, uh, four that were present, three that were on a conference video call, and they were all asking me almost like a little cross examination. First off, they, I mean they they did have all my credentials, uh, you know when I last competed, all that kind of stuff, and they knew what your, your track record uh, was for your record to know are you are you uh, aspiring, out of control, uh, fighter that that is just you know just getting thumped after thump after thump, and you're just going out there for paydays, or are where you on a winning note? And so they did the research and and, and saw that. You know, great credentials, good win streaks stuff like this, just ha- had retired, and but what have you been doing since that time? And I told them, and uh, the sheer fact that they physically saw me, and I, I, I passed all their medicals with flying color, so I passed. I, I, I give them kudos for, again, taking this risk, but but they did, they went the extra mile to make certain that these guys that are that are 50-plus years of age, it, the same thing would have been, was going to be done to a tank cab, the same thing was going to be done to Ken Shamrock. It's just that by the time they got a hold of Tank and he got his medicals in, his EKG was just off the charts and he just did not pass their medical requirements. So, I, again, I, I I sing praises for the Arizona Athletic Commission for all they did, and, and being open-minded to do something like this, because the reality is, if something was to gone wrong, these guys were going to be looking towards me because I was basically the spokesperson for the UR network of saying this is this is what we're, they're looking to try to do. It can be done. I had to keep coming up with the solving of it, but I had people that were willing to listen. And understand things. That's The bad part about most of your athletic commissioners in that is they're a bureaucrat that knows nothing about the sport. And then they try to dictate a sport. One of the things that I, I sit down with, with, with one of uh, with, actually not just one, but with, with several of the athletic commissioners there in the state of Arizona is one of the things that's on their docket to get changed is the current dilated eye examination. And I think this is going to have presence probably for the rest of the United States and maybe you know, worldwide, but it reads that the dilated eye examination has to be performed by an ophthalmologist. Now, an ophthalmologist will cost you about $300 in order to get this eye examination. Now, it just says a dilated eye examination, or you can go to an optometrist. Now, an optometrist will cost you about 20 bucks 25 at the local Walmart. The the only difference between these two doctors is an ophthalmologist can perform surgery, but an optometrist cannot. But we're not asking for surgery. We're asking for a dilated eye examination. If the optometrist saw something wrong in the dilated eye examination, he now refers you to the ophthalmologist. So it would save a lot of, especially a lot of amateurs. Amateurs aren't making, you know, pros make an income. An amateur is not, and they're still required to do a dilated eye examination. So my heart goes way out for the amateur athlete, way more than a pro athlete, because at least a pro athlete, there's a risk and a reward. Amateurs, they're just trying to work their way up to where eventually they can get that risk and reward. So that's there. I'll, I'll get off my political campaign there on that one. But again, I just the sheer fact that this state is doing it, and I think eventually it will carry over to other states The state of Arizona is, is looking at this kind of, uh, I, I, you know, at face value, and that's where I'm dealing with some men that actually. There's a couple of the athletic commissioners that actually were competitors at one point. So they understand the mindset. So it's not just a bunch of bureaucrats that know nothing about the sports. There's a couple of guys that actually were participants at one point in time, so they understand this. So once again, I just I sing their praises, and I think that there could be more events like that there.
2: Right, right. Dan, uh, once again, I want to thank you uh, very much for coming on the show. You, know, you obviously had some frustration that you needed to, to vent and things like that. And we just want to thank you for taking the time to uh, speak with us.
3: Well, uh, like I said, if you guys want to just touch base with me every three, four months for us to show that I'm not sitting in any rocking chair anytime soon. I will continue to work forward on things that involve this sport this of mixed martial arts, whether it be on an amateur level or on a pro level. Because I've got a few ideas I think that will shake up the industry pretty good. If any of your listeners want to find out more what the Dan Severn has going on, just simply go to the website at right, And it has all my social medias as well. So if you want to find out what I'm doing and how I'm uh, you know, continuing to go after Ken, not that I'm going after him. I, as I said before, he he has no impact on my life whatsoever at this point in time. Just stick to your word. You know, I always tell people, you should just say what you're going to do and then do what you're going to say. If, if, if a lot more people did that, it'd be a good world. But that's not the world that we live in anymore. And on that right, note, well. I'll simply say, beast out.
2: And that will do it for another edition of Funky Monkey MMA. I want to thank Lehigh Dominguez, Chelsea Ray, and, of course, the head of our site, Rob Mead, for helping me do the interview today. Uh, Lehi Dominguez, where can people find you at?
1: Uh, you can follow, follow me on Twitter, uh, uh You'll see me in my uh, U.S. Army uniform, so that's where I'm at. Chelsea Ray, where can people find you at?
0: I'm on everything. The easiest way to get in touch with me is probably Twitter as well. It's Chelsea Ray MMA, and Ray is R-A-E.
2: All right, sounds good. And, uh, Rob, if you want to check me out, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at MMA, or uh, follow our Twitter at you know, uh We're on Facebook, all that, at FunkyMonkeyMMA. Just check us out. And uh, also the website, FunkyMonkeyMMA.com. Awesome, sounds good. Well, like Rob said, Make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Kane E. Miller. And make sure to keep up with the site for the latest interviews and analysis pieces. We'll see you next time.
0: You can listen to Funky Monkey MMA Radio on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Blog Talk Radio, Player FM, Cash Roller, the TuneIn Radio app, MMAFutures.com, LoveMMA.com, MMARecords.com, and FightBookMMA.com. Funky Monkey Radio is sponsored by Altercation Clothing. If you never back down, then you're ready for an altercation. For the freshest news and notes on all things MMA, get over to FunkyMonkeyMMA.com. Interested in sponsoring the show? Then send an email to MMA at
1: gmail.com. You're listening to Funky Monkey MMA.
0: MMA fans, are you looking for something to set you apart? Then check out altercationclothing.com. Altercation clothing is a brand with attitude, offering fans and fighters alike a variety of specialty shirts. If you won't back down, then you're ready for an Altercation. Altercation Clothing can be found on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Altercation Clothing. Altercation Clothing is a proud sponsor of Funky Monkey MMA Radio.
1: You're listening to Funky Monkey MMA.